Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across the UK and Ireland, brought to you by Insurance Business. Welcome to the latest edition of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business UK, and today I'm joined by Eleanor Moore, Director of Private Clients at the boutique insurance broker and risk advisory firm Broadway Insurance Brokers. Many thanks for joining me here today, Eleanor. You're very welcome. Now, having spoken to you before, I know you've had a really remarkable career to date and that you've enhanced that all the way along by taking on a variety of senior positions within insurance associations. But I wondered if you could today walk me a little bit through your insurance journey and how it all began. Of course. So I began my career in 1992. So it's a massive 30 years this year. Um, I joined Highway motor policies at Lloyd's as it was then in the year that they had taken over Leadenhall motor policies at Lloyd's and I joined a uh, satellite office in Stockport. Um, it was my first introduction to insurance. I actually knew nothing about insurance at all and um, I had previously uh, dropped out of college actually I found that education wasn't for me at that time. So it was the first sort of role that I came across and that I was offered. But it didn't take long for me to realise that I had come home. Insurance was very much something that I understood, I appreciated, and I have always enjoyed my career. Um, Each job that I had along the way, I've thoroughly enjoyed So I began just as an underwriting assistant, um, processing midterm adjustments, writing out green cards. That was a big part of the job. Um, And then I took on looking after motor claims um, for a period of a couple of years, actually. Um, And then I went back to underwriting and became a team leader by the time I was 21. So I'd been in the industry for four years at that point. Um, Really enjoyed leading a team as well because I could see people develop and progress, um, build their knowledge and become a more rounded person, both for the benefit of the business, but also for them. So team leading, managing is something that I've always really, really enjoyed. Um, And I was with Highway for 10 years in all, Um, but unfortunately in 2001, we got the news that they were closing the Stockport office and that the majority of the roles would be made redundant. And unfortunately, myself and my husband at the time both worked there and we had a daughter who was about six weeks old. So it wasn't the best news in the world, but what it did do was prompt me to make the jump into insurance broking, which I never appreciated before. Being an underwriter, you only see 
things from your own perspective, from the perspective of that company that you're working from. And whilst there may be a few products, there's nowhere near as many products as that which a, an insurance broker has to be aware of and has to have a decent knowledge of. So I really began to appreciate the skills of insurance broking. So I had an awareness of the full market as well as the intricacies of each different insurer and each different product. I joined Chambers and Newman Insurance Brokers in 2002 and I was there for two years but that was broken because I actually took a year out and went to college for 12 months to do an access to higher education course where I studied English and history which I thoroughly enjoyed but then Unfortunately, you know, um, matters conspired against me just financially, really. I didn't end up going to university and I went back into insurance, back to broken again. In 2006, I joined CNC Insurance Brokers in Romilly, which just happened to be down the road from where I live. And I really developed my specialism in high net worth there. Um, I built fantastic relationships with underwriters and found a real, real passion for high net worth insurance for getting it right from the outset so that the client never has that heartache of suffering an insurance loss in the first place, but then not being covered properly. Um, I was with C&C Insurance Brokers for 16 years before I had a conversation with Daniel Lloyd-John, who was setting up a new high net worth specialist insurance brokers for the Northwest, which is Broadway Insurance Brokers. And the message that he had and the way that he wanted to deliver the services that we had was so appealing to me that it was a no-brainer, really. Um, he said everything that I wanted to hear so that I could provide the service, the level of attention to clients and to detail that I wanted. Um, and we are now 18 months into that journey. And it's going fantastically well. It's been so well received by clients and the industry as a whole. And I am immensely proud of what we've done to date. That's really wonderful. I must say you've had such an incredible journey to date. And certainly Broadway is storming the market. It's doing some incredible work. And something that really does catch me as well is you've had such remarkable variety in your career that I wonder what is it about the private client space that firstly really drew your attention and secondly, I suppose, still holds it today? I think the fact that when I began in this career, um, there were no direct insurance channels, direct line didn't exist, um, and compare the market and all these sorts of uh, facilities, so that the client needed a broker in order to advise them of the correct solutions. And then once you had the client had direct access to the market, it took away the need for that advice or it seemed to take away the need for that advice at that time. 
But then what happened is that people realised that the cover they were getting wasn't the cover that they needed because they'd misinterpreted something or didn't quite understand something. And then the need for the broker re-emerged. I think in high net worth, it is particularly important because there are so many aspects to high net worth insurance. It's not just a house um, and some contents. And what I found with um, personal lines in general and high net worth insurance is that it's very, very emotive to get this cover right in the first place because this is their home that they've built up over their lifetime. And if anything happens to it, it's pretty devastating. I love the fact that I really get to know clients and understand them. They often tell me their history, their journey, how they've arrived at their wealth, which is fascinating. And they have really different um, things that are important to them. So for one person, it might be that they like to spend their money on handbags. Another person, it's wine, cars, fine art. It literally can be anything. And by getting that greater understanding of what is important to the client, what drives them and what their vision for the future is. I can really tailor their solution, their insurance solution, working with the underwriters to make sure that everything is covered and that the claim process, should that happen, is as pain-free as possible. Fantastic. It strikes me that's a role where it's so important to always have an eye on the future and, and how the risk environment is, is constantly undulating and evolving. Very much so. It's not a still picture. So one thing that I do is um, I speak to my clients a minimum of every three months to see what's changed in the preceding three months and what's coming up. Are they going to make any changes to the building itself? Are there any planned purchases or are there any uh, you know, significant travel plans as well. Um, you always have to keep on top of that so that the client is protected throughout the journey. And it's not just one call at renewal. You know, you really get to know that client to understand them and you become part of their trusted circle. And, and given the real range of clients that you support, I can imagine you're you've got quite the eagle eye view of all the trends that are emerging in the space. And I wondered if you could outline some of the top trends that you're seeing in the market at the moment. Very much so. So um, we are Cheshire based and we have a number of clients who invest in watches or just have them as part of their collection. And the prestige watch market has rocketed in recent years where people may have bought a watch at, say, 35000 um, and to replace it today, it could be over 200000 And the issues that's around this are twofold. One, it's making sure that the cover provided by the policy is adequate to provide a replacement in the event of a loss. So does that need to be that the watch is insured at the purchase price or the replacement cost? But the second thing that's affecting our clients, and it's really quite sad, actually, is that they have these items that they've worked hard for to get. And they're scared to wear them because of the increase in 
theft from the person, i.e. muggings or even um, aggravated burglaries. And uh, Cheshire is no stranger to those, unfortunately. Um, I was speaking to a client yesterday who was seriously considering selling his jewellery and watch collection because he's so terrified of wearing it. What we try to do as a broker is to make sure that the client, yes, is aware of the risks around them, um, that they avoid sharing images of their prized possessions on social media, uh, particularly if they're tagging themselves in somewhere, so they're making it very apparent where they are and what they're wearing, and that they're aware of the people who are around them. The last thing we ever want to do is to encourage a client to not enjoy their possessions. It's like having a Ferrari and not being able to drive it. Um, but by advising them on trends such as crime, but also purchasing trends and, um, and the values and what have you, then we can put them in a position where they have a greater level of knowledge to be able to make informed decisions. And something that really does catch me as well is that when you were speaking there about providing that advice and that education piece, you can really see that the role of the broker has to go so much further than just providing insurance services. And is that something that's very important to you and the team at Broadway? Absolutely. Absolutely. The role of the broker is not desk based anymore. It can't be. You cannot sit behind a desk, process the new business, get in touch with them once a year when it's renewal and not have that greater level of understanding. Um, as I said before, having that knowledge of what drives that client, what's important to them, means that you can absolutely make sure that they're protected. We visit every client who wants to see us. Um, and that really, really helps because you get to know that client but you can also read the body language. If you're talking about something that matters to them, they will engage. If you talk about something that's insignificant to them, then they will disengage. And that knowledge is priceless when you are speaking to the market um, and making sure that the solution that you find is the most appropriate. And when you were mentioning the, the key trends that you're seeing in the space at the moment, I mean, that intersection of social and economic and political factors all coalescing at the same point is, is obviously creating a lot of challenges in the market. But as a broker, do you feel that these challenges are also creating new opportunities for you to support and educate your client? Um, always, yeah. Um, the clients do respond well to the levels of knowledge that we have. And any um, advice that we can give from any angle that makes their decision more informed really goes down well. Uh, we share lots of information that comes through from insurers. We also have a newsletter where we include snippets of things which may be important to them and not necessarily directly related to their high net worth insurance. Because as you're aware, we are also a commercial insurance broker. Um, but yes, very much keeping um, an eye on what could matter to our clients is essential. And I think in this world where so much has changed over the last couple of years, but so much is changing going forward as well, 
I mean, there are things that we can't even begin to contemplate at the moment with the um, with the implications of cyber cover and what claims could look like, um, but also people investing in things like cryptocurrency and what have you. I mean, that world is completely beyond me. I can't begin to advise a client on that, but it's happening and we need to raise our awareness. Is that something that can be protected and is that something that insurers need to um, give more thought to? Fantastic. And speaking of finding opportunities to do things a little bit differently, you've been actively involved with promoting professionalism and insurance for your work, first as treasurer and then later president of the Insurance Institute of Manchester. And how do you feel taking on these positions supports your work as a broker? Um, yeah, so I first got involved with the Institute approximately 10 years ago. Um, when a, a lady who I used to work with at Highway, Karen Shenton, was arranging an event to celebrate 100 years of the Chartered Insurance Institute. And this was the Manchester arm of that celebration. And that was my first introduction, actually, to the Insurance Institute of Manchester. But what I loved was the fact that I had come from a personal lines world, which is quite insular. You don't really mix with commercial or um, other parts of the market in general really so all of a sudden I was mixing with underwriters loss adjusters solicitors um, and this network developed from that work with the institute and that was something that I very much needed I think having a strong network around you means that you've got a massive support network and it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, work related. It could be anything, but that, that network is there to advise you and you can look at other examples around you. So, yes, I was the treasurer for four years for my sins um, and my involvement with the Institute became stronger. And then I put myself forward as deputy president uh, a couple of years ago and stepped up as president in April 2020, which obviously was the start of the pandemic. So the two years that I had were different to that which other presidents experience, but it was, re it was a really good chance to restart and refocus on how we deliver that support and going back to your question, you know, it has volunteering with the Institute enhanced my career and what have you? Absolutely, yes. And providing um, support for professionalism for other people involved in the Institute is, is so important to me because you can become very much focused on your small part of this world. And the insurance industry is huge. It really opens your eyes. So, yes, absolutely. Anything that can enhance your career in terms of volunteering with your local institute, but also attending the CPD events and the networking events, I think it's a no-brainer. Fantastic. And for other brokers out there considering getting involved in their local insurance institute, what advice would you have to offer? 
uh, do it, <laughs> especially for those um, beginning their career, because it gives them that well-rounded view of the industry, but can give them other um, skills that you can't necessarily give. Um, so, but also those that have experience in the industry, we're crying out for those because there is no more rewarding feeling than sharing your knowledge and your experience with somebody else and then getting it and then developing and growing as a result of that. I think we sort of have um, a responsibility to pass on that knowledge and it doesn't have to be technical knowledge it could be for example the fact that I have been through a redundancy situation um, and what I learned from that so for any other brokers or anybody else involved with the insurance industry I would say get involved with your local institute see what you can offer see what you can get from it you can provide volunteers um, but you can also if you have knowledge that you think other people would benefit from, you can volunteer to do um, a CPD session, which is sharing that knowledge in a one hour session, which is um, a great way to give back. Yes, there's so many great ways to give back. And it strikes me that getting involved in your local institute is number one with a bullet, frankly, especially at the moment where everybody's looking for that professionalism edge. Yeah. Definitely. And obviously, we have the CPD requirements, um, which can easily be met by attending your local CPD events. Fantastic. And I think that's some really great advice right there. And I must just say thank you so much for your time and your company here today, Eleanor. It's been such a pleasure catching up with you and hearing all about what's happening in the market. Oh, it's been great to speak with you. I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, Mia. I really appreciate the opportunity to catch up with you again. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to welcoming you back next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. <laughs>